Welcome to another episode of the Creativity Algorithm. This is the show that is designed to help people have good ideas more often. Decades ago, I bought a house at an auction. Literally an auction on a street where there was a crowd and there were people competing for which houses would go and with a whole going once, going twice, sold thing. I was in my early 20s and it was all I could afford. So I bought a 900 square foot unit of basic living space. The 120 year old hardwood floors that were really, really charming didn't really offset the fact that there wasn't an air conditioner and wasn't even a dishwasher. As a young 20-something-year-old who majored in psychology, I had some knowledge of how some common tools worked. See episode 15 called Building Robots, but that was in theory. Now, I wasn't hopeless. I mean, I knew which end of a hammer to hold, but I never really had the opportunities to complete major home repairs because I'd never really had a home of my own before. Well, after buying a house, and this house had literally the basement rock and dirt floor, uh, walls in the basement, I had plenty of opportunities. Do you remember a couple sentences ago when I mentioned that it didn't have air conditioning? Well, I, you know, Maryland in August has long heat spells, mid-90s, high-90s, and it can even crest over 100 with high humidity. I mean, it's pretty bad, and I guess the metaphor is like the devil's steam bath. So the first project I tackled when I could save up enough money was a big whole house air conditioner. Now, it was a window unit, but it was big enough that it could do the whole house, even though my house is pretty small. Why do I say it was big enough? Because it required enough wire and you couldn't just plug it into the wall. I had to rewire it. I think it was 220 volts or something like that. It took a whole weekend and way too many trips to Home Depot. Fortunately, I live close enough to it uh, to, to get that massive window unit that could do the whole unit rewired to this house. Um, and I had to learn how to do it. Now, of course, the directions were written for someone who actually knew about watts and amps and volts. And I kind of didn't know how to do that. Not at the time. But with enough trials and lots and lots of errors, I eventually did get it done. And you know what? I learned quite a bit about electrical projects that would help me in my later efforts. One thing that stuck with me, thanks to the friendly guys at Home Depot who I think felt sorry for me, was that I had to be careful about the capacitor. A capacitor, I learned, is like a battery for certain um, household appliances, particularly things with compressors like air conditioners or refrigerators or things like that. A capacitor is like a battery and it temporarily holds electricity. That way, when an air conditioner turns on, the capacitor has enough kind of oomph, on-demand juice or power to get the compressor going because as I learned, a compressor in an air conditioner is pretty hungry for power. Fast forward several decades. So around where we are now, I've heard the phrase, and maybe you've heard it, increased capacity. And that's used in management to help employees improve. Now, the cynical ones of us might think maybe it's a way to get more work out of employees without actually compensating them. And I think we can all, you know, we can relate to that. Now, from the little I know about electricity, increasing employee capacity might be the equivalent of taking a huge capacitor, like from a whole refrigerator unit, and putting it into a smaller appliance, like maybe a small window air conditioner. It would work, 
I bet that big capacitor in a small new big capacitor in a small appliance would provide more than enough electricity but it might also damage the unit. And I think you can see that starting to form metaphor about uh, employee management, increasing capacity, and, and, and kind of increasing the demand, and maybe mismatching the demand with the supply. Okay, even so, just having a bunch of electricity in a capacitor or the desire and ability in an employee isn't enough to get those assets out. How do you get the desire out of an employee? Even if a battery or capacitor that is charged with a tremendous amount of power will not do anything to release that stored energy by itself. The same holds true for an employee with untapped potential. The battery isn't lazy and maybe the employee isn't lazy either. Both are cautious, maybe even risk averse, giving out their energy. The conditions must be right for them to give out their energy, their good idea, their passion to either, of course, the refrigerator, air conditioner, or to the organization, team, or company they work for. To move the electricity and good ideas, there needs to be a very specific set of circumstances. If the circumstances are too far one way, well, nothing's going to happen. If they're off another way, the energy might be, energy release might be spectacular, but isn't effective. Maybe you'd, you'd have blow out the air conditioner or the refrigerator, and maybe the employee under the right amount of pressure lets off a whole bunch of energy all at once, and you might have a kind of a scene in the office, and that's not going to be so good either. So if you're a manager, I want you to ask yourself two questions. Are you a good conductor for your employee's energy? for their electricity, for their good ideas? Okay, that's one question. The second question is, is your manager, is your boss a good conductor for your ideas? Reflect on that, and then we're gonna kinda come back to that. How can we? Maybe we can change that situation. I wouldn't be surprised if you've heard of the phrase spark of creativity. Okay, to keep going with the electricity metaphor, sparks are actually quite rare. It takes a lot of energy to, to jump from one, you know, to, to space. Electricity, you could imagine, might be cautious. It wants to go on a safe path, a copper wire. When the copper wire stops and electricity has to jump, that's tough. Okay, so to keep going with that, sparks are pretty rare. A good conductor must be just close enough for the risk-averse energy to make the leap to the next part of the pathway. And as a leadership sophism, ask yourself, are you the right distance away for your employee to make that leap, to take that risk and give all the energy they have? In the previous two paragraphs, I talked about what happens when the capacitor releases its energy um, and it's after what happens after the energy is released. What I haven't wrote, written about or haven't spoken about is what happens before. How does the energy get into the capacitor? And to borrow a kind of an idea from the uh, previous post called Christmas Vacation, we got to talk about the before. How do we charge the capacitor? How do we charge the employee? And how do we charge ourselves so that we have the energy to give off when we need it? And that's really one of the most important things in the creativity algorithm. So what are we gonna fill 
our mental capacitor with? What are we going to fill the capacitor with that might help deliver that extra burst of energy that a good idea needs to form? For now, I'm going to answer around that question. In later episodes, we're going to talk about the raw materials of good ideas, what makes up a good idea. But for this post, for this episode, I'm going to focus on the process, not the materials. So I want to go back to the concept of before. What happens before a good idea and what happens before a capacitor is charged? What creates your metaphorical electricity? I'm not talking about the infinitesimal electric charge that are produced every time your roughly 85 billion neurons in your brain talk to each other. That is physically measurable. You can measure the electrical activity on the surface of the brain with an EEG. And, you know, I think the neuron's electrical charge is approximately 30 millivolts. And of course, that is that that those electrical activity of the 85 billion neurons create brain waves such as the alpha wave that we've talked about multiple times in the creativity algorithm. By the way, a lightning bolt, well, now there's variations in different lightning bolts, but let's say it's approximately 30 million volts. Quick sophism. If the teeny burst of electricity that happens in neurons are related to a good idea, would a neuron producing slightly more electricity than normal, would that produce a better idea? something to think about. Okay, let's keep going on as I scroll down my screen. Back to the metaphorical electricity. Do you have enough? Are you charged? Do your employees have enough? Before you answer, ask yourself, are you a reliable observer of your own situation? A lot of us think, you know, who are warriors, man, we work hard, we've got projects, we got jobs, and I can handle it, I can, I'll never say no, I can always do it. How would you know if you have enough energy? A lot of us maybe overestimate and think our tank is more full than it really is. If a ruler was alive, here's a weird thought. If a ruler was alive, not like, not like a king, but you know, 12 inches, it would be confident that it was actually 12 inches because it says it's 12 inches and it knows itself. But remember, if you really reflect on it, maybe we're not the best judge of how much energy we have. Maybe we always think we have more than we do. So you can, you can imagine there's an implied, let's reflect and be careful to make sure we are properly filled for the job at hand. I mean, I'm sure we can think we can power through anything. You know what? But that can lead to burnout. So let's be careful. Let's be gentle with ourselves. All right. Let's use the metaphor of an electric car. We measure performance of an electric car, you know, zero to 60 in horsepower. And when that, that only happens after we press the gas pedal, <laughs> gas pedal on electric car. That was a weird thought. I just kind of thought, what, what are we now going to call it? The accelerator pedal? I guess so. Okay. Similarly, too often our, in our work environments and our own thoughts lead to focus on having bigger motors and getting more done. Let's power through. We want a bigger gas pedal, bigger battery, bigger motor. But let's shift our focus to not only having more electricity to power the motor, but let's make sure the electricity is delivered in the right amount at the right time, in the right circumstances. Because stored electricity that doesn't go anywhere, not too useful. Electricity that's released in the wrong time or the wrong amount, maybe even an explosion, not too useful. So really, we want to engineer how are we going to A, charge our batteries, and B, release our batteries in a way that's release our stored energy and our capacity or battery that's going to make it so we get the job done smoothly and efficiently. 
So how do we fill up our metaphorical capacitor or our battery? How do we charge it up? And how do you charge that of your employees? Obviously, it's difficult for you, but if you have employees, they're going to look to you as a leader. If you're drained, they're going to see that. If they're drained, are you going to see that? That's an important question. It's, it's more than just a reflective answer of, well, take a day off. Everyone needs a mental health day. Everyone needs a vacation. That's true. And we talked about that in Christmas Vacation, the, the earlier post or episode. But you know what? It's difficult. What are you going to do with that time off? I bet you're only going to take time off so you could do work, like go to the dentist office or attend to a sick kid, which is itself stressful. Now, as much as relaxation leads to a good ideas, your good ideas lead to relaxation. Charging a battery, and we got we got to pause here and let's talk about this. Charging a battery isn't necessarily easy or frictionless. Don't believe me? Ever felt your phone's wall adapter? Ever felt your computer's charging cord and that, that, that block in the computer is like, you know, the charging cord from the wall to the computer and back, whether it's a transformer or capacitor, it gets warm. Taking a day off can be stressful. Even asking for it can cause dread or anxiety in certain employees. And I think you can imagine, you know this as, as well as I do, Carving time out, carving out time for yourself and protecting that time can be stressful because there's always things trying to take our time. So here's another sophism for you, okay? Here's another sophism. Imagine a frictionless way to recharge yourself because sometimes taking a day off, that's tough to do. Sometimes packing for a vacation, that's tough to do. Can you imagine a frictionless way de-stress to charge your batteries. Now, here we go. Here's here's the tough thing. I'm going to challenge you on this. Usually we make this, uh, these episodes kind of fun, kind of whimsical. I want to have a little bit of wonderment and relaxation, but this one's going to have a challenge in it. Ready for this? If you can't imagine yourself having a frictionless way to de-stress and recharge yourself, if you can't imagine it, then I'm not sure you're ever going to have it. That's tough. Usually I want to have this, you know, nothing but positive, but this, we're going to put a realistic challenge. If you can't imagine it, will you ever have it? Mm. I don't want to leave you with that, but I do want you to work with it. Okay. Work with it. Just like you might have to recharge yourself. Energy is not free. Finding an easy way to de-stress isn't easy. So work with that because you know what? Finding a good idea sometimes not always easy. If you're a manager, can you increase capacity in yourself and in your employees to not only get more done, can you increase capacity in a way that will allow them to increase their capacity? Can you increase capacity to recharge yourself? That would be an amazing positive loop if you could do that. If you could foster it in yourself and in your team, that would be amazing. That would be a gift that would keep giving almost like perpetual energy, almost like an idea of a generator that would charge the battery and the battery would run the generator and you'd have this amazing positive loop. So our takeaway, and you, as you know, at the end of every episode, we have our takeaway, um, we have our next step, spreading the thoughts, and then we have our next post. So here we go. Takeaway, make time. I know. Easier said than done, especially as we've referenced people, not just people, they don't want to voluntarily take your time, but you, it, it seems like it. Make time and protect it. Seven minutes, three times this week, 
But, and here's where it's going to be a little different. Do not get into an alpha state and then think of a sophism. That's our usual pattern. This week, okay, and because, because doing that, that's focusing on the after. Okay, this week, focus on the thoughts and feelings that bring you into an alpha state. Don't just try to get an alpha state. Think of the before. Whatever happens after, all right, and that's where the mental electricity goes, that's fine. Right now, kind of imagine charging yourself first. Okay, spreading the thoughts. Ask your coworkers how they charge their batteries. Ask quite a few people. Create a list. And then, just for fun, because I, I rarely do this, I'm still kind of getting my feet under me with this podcasting thing. So I'm going to try it out. I'm going to change the setting in the, in the podcast notes. So what I'd like you to do, if you wouldn't mind, once you find a good way or you get some unusual ways to metaphorically charge your batteries, put that in the comment section. All right, I would appreciate it. Next post, muscular bag of acid. Thank you for listening to the Creativity Algorithm Podcast. To get in touch with Joe, please follow the Creativity Coach on Facebook and Instagram.